0: A Christian, you want to live the Christian life, but you've never learned how to live the Christian life. Welcome to Tellius Talk. Guten Tag oder guten Abend, meine Damen und Herren. Wie geht es Ihnen? Ich heiße Wendell Martins. Willkommen, Deutschland. And before you ask... I just welcomed our listeners from Germany in very poor German. I don't actually know enough German to do anything more than get myself in trouble, but we have listeners all over the world, and that's just my salute to our listeners in Germany. Just want to discuss quickly, a look back at 2021. I'm on my own today. Ali is unfortunately not able to join us. He's not been feeling that great, and... Uh, I'm just going to continue on, share a few things. A good way to start, because it is the Christmas season, or just past the Christmas season, is to talk about possible playlists. I know on my playlist, I have a lot of different kinds of music I listen to. Um, top of the list here, I have Reason for the Season by Striper. Uh, probably one of my favorite bands. Um, Reason for the Season is a great song. A couple more that fit in that same category. Angels from the Realms of Glory by Theocracy. O Holy Night by Becoming the Archetype. And then a little jazz for you. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen by Russ Taff. And then some classics. For Unto Us a Child is Born by Handel. And O Du by Johannes Daniel Falk. That's a song that I learned when I was a kid. I can't remember all the words anymore but i do know how to say it so i guess that's got to be worth something this time of season certain topics always come up one of them is the dechristification of christmas most popular among those are the xmas crowd does calling something xmas make it less christmas or is putting an x into the word christmas taking christ out the simple answer is no it is not actually the x stands in for christ we see that in latin uses for the words and also a historical background in christianity x was often used to stand for christ is december 25th the actual day of christmas well i i don't think it is uh generally speaking christmas was put on december 25th to take the place of a pagan holiday depending who you ask some people say it was most likely in spring It doesn't really matter to me what day it was. If we knew the actual day, unfortunately, I think we would probably fall into the problem of worshipping that day instead of what the point of Christmas is to begin with. And then I already touched on it, the pagan origins of Christmas. Is Christmas an entirely Christian celebration? I think what we have today, today today's Christmas, we cannot point to the Bible as being the all-in-all for it. Of course we are celebrating the birth of Christ, but we have taken on a lot of other things to celebrate. Some of our examples could be Christmas trees, Santa Claus, you know, it is Saint Nicholas uh, that Santa Claus is based on, but the Santa Claus we have in today's culture, I don't even think Saint Nicholas himself would recognize who that is. And clearly Saint Nicholas was not Christ, so he's been added to the celebration of Christmas where he himself is not christ christmas was quite good for me this year i was able to get a number of new pieces of equipment for the studio and hopefully in the coming months i'll get some video up showing some of the new things that i have and i'm looking forward to that i think that should be a lot of fun to not only get these new pieces installed but show them off a little bit some news that has come in when we're talking about Christianity, about uh, today's Christianity, a lot of people refer to it as being a pop Christianity or casual Christianity. Our understanding of scripture, when we're talking with other people, do we go and try to answer these questions from just what comes off the cuff, or do we go to scripture? Uh, Example would be, was Christ sinless? We talk about the nature of Christ, and the Bible talks about him being both fully God and fully human Uh, listening to a sermon by John MacArthur earlier today he talked about the gospel of John where it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God talking about the sinless nature of Christ if he was God he was obviously sinless and when we talk about him being the perfect sacrifice only a perfect And blameless sacrifice would do to take away the sins of the world. So, of course, God had to have been sinless. Christ had to have been sinless. On another topic, there's a Lutheran pastor by the name of Aaron Mooser. He's ordained at the St. Luke Lutheran Church in Chicago. He brought forward a children's presentation while dressed in drag. This is what he had to say. Preaching in drag is a theological reflection on joy. Joy overflows so abundantly, it can't help but make itself known. And then on a social media post from St. Luke's, they said, weaving together the day's theme, queer theory and lectionary texts, we will dress rehearse for joy. So while advertising this event, St. Luke's also wrote, we invite you to wear garments or accessories that make you feel 100% like the best version of yourself. Mooser writes openly on social media about his opinions on gender identity, queerness, and gender expression. He said in a Facebook post that he believes queerness is sacred. First of all, I need to just say to the Lutheran Church, I'm very sorry that this is a path that you've chosen to go down. Clearly, pastors like this gentleman are more reflective on what is important to them and how they feel than what is actually biblically accurate. More recently, here in Canada, Our government has decided to ban the practice of conversion therapy. Federal legislation to ban conversion therapy and the practices in Canada received royal assent on Wednesday, December 8th, which means that the bill is now law. It is now a crime punishable by up to five years in prison to cause another person to undergo conversion therapy. And if someone is found to be promoting, advertising, or profiting from this practice, they could face up to two years in prison. So what exactly is covered by this law? It is basically any act which promotes a change in a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual, changing a person's gender identity to side gender, changing a person's gender expression so that it conforms to the sex assigned to that person when they were born, repressing or reducing non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior, repressing a person's non gender gender identity, or repressing or reducing a person's gender expression, which does not conform to the sex assigned at birth. So all these things now, if you're to actively engage in processing a person to be who they were when they were born, and that's not how they feel, you can now be punished. However, there is one caveat the Canadian Justice Department said that the legislation would not criminalize private conversions or conversations in which personal views on sexual orientation, sexual feelings, or gender identity are expressed, such as where teachers, school counselors, pastoral counselors, faith leaders, doctors, mental health professionals, friends or family members provide support to persons struggling with their sexual orientation sexual feelings, or gender identity. What they fail to say is that in our school systems, teachers have taken it upon themselves to encourage children to undergo the beginning of gender reassignment, allowing them or encouraging them to start taking hormones without letting the parents of those children know. And when parents get upset and go to the schools and say, what are you doing? The parents are informed there that they cannot say that what the school is doing to the children is wrong. In one case, there is a father who has gone to court many times because his daughter chose to be a boy and the school uh, has taken him to court for uh, denying the rights of his children. It seems very odd to me. There was another news story that I read, and unfortunately, I couldn't find all the details, but it was basically, there was a lady in the United States who had written a movie and shot a movie about the feminization of the Bible, uh, taking out all the male characters, turning them into female characters. She was saying that how much more powerful the Bible was if you change the gender of Scripture Unfortunately, they don't understand that this is not really what the Bible is about. The Bible is not about how we feel. The Bible is about how God expresses who he is to us in our lives and how we get to know who God is, the gender pronouns are in there, because it helps us to understand the nature of of God. It has nothing to do with the feminization or the male orientation of Scripture I don't know how many of you know who Norm Macdonald is. Uh, He was a Canadian comedian who passed away this year. He was living in the United States, and he had become famous for some of his roles in uh, Saturday Night Live and other movies that he was a uh, participant in. He, in his later years now, before he passed away, had done a number of interviews where he talked about his faith in God. I didn't know the man personally. I don't know how this stands. I listened to a number of his interviews and some of them seemed very sincere and some did not. I guess it depended on who was interviewing him. But it's interesting to hear people like this who have Christian testimonies and you wonder if they were true or not. Another gentleman, uh, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, passed away. And it was interesting that Phil Robertson from the Duck Dynasty TV show and from the Duck Commander uh, Company actually did the eulogy. He was at the at the funeral and spoke about Dusty Hill. They had actually become friends. I'm not sure if anyone here has watched the Duck Dynasty TV shows, but ZZ Top actually performed the opening credits for them, uh, starting from season one. So there was a relationship between the Duck Dynasty, the Robertson family, and ZZ Top, and there was some testimony as to Dusty Hill's personal convictions and belief in God, which came as a surprise to me. Esther Beriano, an Auschwitz survivor, uh, passed away this year as well. Just thinking about Auschwitz and uh, World War II. And people who have this feeling that they want to be deniers of Holocaust, of evil. When society chooses to come to a place where they start denying things like the Holocaust, denying evil they go against a very singular principle in Scripture that says that we are, in fact, evil, that our heart is, in fact, corrupt. Denying evil is just one of those indicators where we are as a society, as a culture. And these people, like Esther Bariano, who passed away this year, were people who were there and experienced it, and they know exactly about what the Holocaust meant. And um, we are losing these people Unfortunately, I I don't think there's too many left and we are at a dangerous place now where we can start denying these things because the people who were there are not able to stand up and say, wait a second, I can't believe that (laughs) you're denying such a thing happened. And then Justin, I think it was last week I read an article about Bruxy Cavey. So Bruxy Cavey is the pastor of one of Canada's largest churches. I believe they have roughly 5,000 members right now and he's been accused of sexual misconduct. Now, according to news reports, K.V. is not facing any criminal charges, but it seems to me when I think about our last look back that these spiritual leaders are certainly under a microscope as to their actions and their behaviors. There have been a number of people who have interviewed him, and when you go on the internet uh, and, and research Bruxy K.V. There certainly are a number of people who would call him a heretic. He does come from a church which has Anabaptist roots, uh, roots which do not necessarily agree with the more Calvinistic background that you see in a lot of American ministries right now. But just because there is this disagreement doesn't necessarily mean he's a heretic. However. When you see these large churches, these mega churches as it were, and you see the people that are leading them, sometimes it is very easy to come to an understanding or misunderstanding of what they stand for and what they teach. I've listened to a number of the things that he has talked about, and for the most part, he seems to be fairly on. Um, His teachings on homosexuality, I do not agree with, he has some teachings in that respect, which. I find our contrary to scripture. And so then I would probably listen to him with a grain of salt. This last year we had a couple of guests and I'm hoping in this next year to have a few more new guests. Uh, We had Josh and Corey who came in and shared with us and that was a great experience. I really enjoyed spending time with Josh both on and off the air talking to him and learning about him and his family. And when we were doing the research for the millennium portion, He had a lot of ideas that we discussed outside of our podcast that never did make it to air that were very exciting and very interesting. We also had Corey Gilmore join us and uh, visit, talking about what he's doing as a ministry and sharing that. So So much about what he is doing and his personal experiences, I wish we could have talked about. Unfortunately, with time, we had to cut those out. I really hope to have both of these guys back on maybe this next year. That would be fantastic. Right now, I'd like to share some bloopers, a little bit of outtake, a little bit of background stuff. So join me as we listen. Ready? No, not really, but... Uh, All right, you ready? Sure. All right. Be, be gentle. It's my first time. <laughs> I think <of> that. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Compose yourself. <clears throat> Very serious. <clears> he <throat> reproves sinners and convinces people that they need a sinner. Okay, go ahead, laugh. Okay, let well, me compose myself. I'm just glad I caught that one. <laughs> that's, that's a blooper to have. <laughs> We're just rewriting theology here. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. oh, you, you know you need a sinner and I told you all. Along. <laughs> You really need us in there. Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it has, it has a, a this, I can't say the stench of liberalism. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Mel. You're going to call me Mel? Yeah. Why? Because it says Gibson on your hand. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm funny like that. Hey, did you know that we're actually recording on international? In, uh, did you know we're ah, you got to start that again. <laughs> I'll start again, shall I? Yeah, you do that. Lay hands on me, brother. Lay hands on Although, me. Although, you know, there's another debate that we're not going to get into right now. we don't we don't debate on this podcast we discuss yeah but whatever I say goes yes (laughs) guy in charge is the one that gets (laughs) to make the choices all right can we stop the small talk and start going yes Alistair's in a hurry I'm in a hurry to get I have I have lots to do today to assume either of those points is doctrinally Problematic. To assume either one of those points is doctrinally problematic. To say problematic. Problematic. To assume either one of those points is doctrinally problematic. problematic. (laughs) I can't believe you're having a problem with problematic problematic a 10 to assume either of those points it just talks right up it's not supposed to be funny that's all i have oh i'm at the end of my piece I really enjoy listening to those outtakes and the bloopers. Sometimes we say things <laughs> that sort of uh, don't make it to air, but are still funny. So, what's coming up this next year? Well, we have some great plans. We have the topics we're going to be talking about: the Trinity, probably two episodes on that; the offices of Christ, three episodes: uh, prophet, priest, and king. We will be talking about the sacraments. We've chosen baptism and communion. And then I, I threw in church discipline. And when I did that, I know Allie questioned me. He's like, I don't know if church discipline is a sacrament, but uh, it's in there. We're going to talk about church discipline. And then we'll we'll touch on grace, prayer, and miracles. And then hopefully get some guests. There are two gentlemen that I'm talking to right now. And uh, hoping to have them on early on in the year. As you could tell, I'm on my own today. I, I did say that Allie's a little under the weather right now. He is returning to school, so he won't be back for the beginning of the year. Looking forward to having him at some point in spring to return and join us on the podcast. In his absence, like I said, I've been trying to get a couple of people on as um, co-hosts, some guests to talk about some of these topics coming up, and we'll see. We are always trying to create new content. Some of our um, mini casts that we were doing, still working on these, a few more of those out. We have been sharing a few videos online and on our Facebook page from Church of the Way in Grand Isle, BC. If you have a chance to look at those, I encourage that you do that. But for now, I think that is it. That will be uh, our look back at the year. I'm glad to have had this year to share with you, and I'm looking forward to next year as well. So as we go, just ask that you pray for us with Ali's health being the way it is. We pray that um, God will strengthen him and heal him. And in my personal life, I had a few struggles here in October and November. Uh, most of that seems to have fixed itself up. So we are continuing on strong, uh, praying for God to keep guiding us in this ministry. And uh, we thank everyone who, who listens to us. If you want to contact us at any time, we do have a Facebook page uh, under Tellius Talk. You can send us messages, um, comment on the podcast. I would love to hear from you. So we'll just close in prayer. Father God, I thank you for another year. Thank you for 2021 and all the great things that have been accomplished through you. Even though it has been a year of struggle for many people not only in their personal lives, but with that uh, whole COVID thing going around, we know that this is something that you have in control. That is not something that you didn't see coming. And we pray that we would keep our faith and trust in you looking forward to 2022, and for the things that you have planned for us there. Uh, I pray for Ali's continued health I pray that you would keep your hand on me as well. I pray for all the listeners. I pray that you would encourage them and bring them to a closer and better understanding of who you are. In your name, amen. Do we believe what we believe we believe?